the book of Romans chapter 9 verse 14 what then are we to say is there injustice on the part of God of course not for he says to Moses I will show mercy to whom I will I will take pity on whom I will so it depends not upon a person's will or exertion but upon God who shows mercy what the scripture says to Pharaoh this is why I have raised you up to show my power through you that my name may be proclaimed throughout the earth consequently he has mercy upon whom he wills and he hardens whom he wills is god so let us pray father in the mighty name of jesus we thank you bless you, we honor you, we praise you, we worship you, we submit and surrender to you, praying for your mercy and direction through your word. Fill us, Lord, with your Holy Spirit. Teach us something new that is going to help us today to meditate on you, to have our eyes fixed on you, our mind focused on you, and to be transformed from inside out for the greater glory of your name. Jesus name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. So we are just going to read again. I will show mercy to whom I will. I will take pity on whom I will. So it depends not upon a person's will or exertion, but upon God who shows mercy. For the scripture says to Pharaoh, this is why I have raised you up to show my power through you that my name may be proclaimed throughout the earth. Consequently, he has mercy upon whom he wills and hardens whom he wills. Praise God. Now, um, we have a very interesting scripture which is about a story that is very common in the Old Testament about the Israelites. When you hear the name Pharaoh, we think of the redeeming grace of God. And that is going to be the topic for this meditation. The redeeming grace Whenever we hear the name Pharaoh, we think of Moses. We think of the Israelites being um, set free from the captivity of Egypt. We think of the wilderness, you know. We think of the mighty works, mighty deeds of the Lord in the lives of his very own children, the Israelites. And it's just a name. Apparently, the Lord says that this is why Pharaoh was raised up so that his power through him 
may be revealed and proclaimed. So the Lord is reminding us something very crucial. And this is why in the New Testament, Jesus came to show mercy to us. So he died on the cross of Calvary to show mercy to us. He forgives all our sins to show mercy to us. He revealed to us the way to the Father. We see the acts of Abba Father in the Old Testament. We see Jesus in the New Testament. And the acts of the Apostles, the acts of the Holy Spirit. So, we see the Word of God, the Bible, complete, revealing to us that God is one. The Holy Trinity, we see in creation, of God revealing to us that alone, Abba Father did not create alone and in the book of John we are reminded of the same that the word was in the beginning, then the word became flesh and came to earth and dwelt amongst us and how did that happen? By the power of the Holy Spirit, so the unity of the Trinity, God is one, three in one so he says, I show mercy to whom I will, I take pity on whom I will. He shows the divinity and the power of God and the fact that he has the final word. That in everything that comes our way, in everything that we go through, he is still in charge and in control. And he reveals to us the fact that he does what he wills. So everything exists in accordance with his will and his purpose. So that means he is almighty God. So it depends not upon a person's will, but upon God who shows mercy. You see, mercy is of God mercy is of God. It can only be understood when we bring God into it. That is, without God, the word even mercy cannot be. I don't think it can be explained because it's beyond what a human being can do. It is beyond what the human mind can conceive. So mercy is of God. And if mercy is what caused him to send Moses to um, Egypt to deliver the Israelites from the hands of Pharaoh and his people and the captivity that they were going through, then today he wants to remind us that he will do exactly that in our lives and he is doing it all the time and we might not have um, a Moses in the wilderness to go to Egypt but here today Jesus has already died on the cross of Calvary and resurrected 
and he left the Holy Spirit. So he's still working. And more than then, even he is closer to us, closer than we can imagine, closer than we can see. So it doesn't matter what kind of captivity that we might find ourselves in. It doesn't matter what kind um, of captivity that um, might hinder us or be an obstacle in our lives like the Israelites. If God heard the cry of the children of Israel after all that time they had to wait, and he sent a Moses, he will always answer a cry from his very own child. He hears our prayer. We are told in Isaiah 59 that, that his ear is not deaf to hear. His eyes are not his hand is not too short to save. The mercy of God is beyond our understanding. His arm is not too short to save. That means he can save us from any situation. His ear is not deaf to fear. That means he can hear that cry in our hearts even before you know it is visible by others around us. So this gives us a direct um, a direct route to talk to God, you know, to communicate to God and to believe and trust that he is in charge, in control, and he cares for us and he wants to intervene in our lives. But we have to trust that in his faithfulness, he will always see us through. Is faithful. We have many interventions of the Lord in the Bible, and today He wants to continue to do the same in our lives. We have seen many interventions in the life of different people. In the Bible, for instance, in the book of um, the Gospel, the Gospel of John, in the Gospel of John chapter 4 we see the story of a woman who was a gentile and she did not deserve to have such a major visit from the king of kings but this is how the lord reveals his mercy to his children and this is how the lord wanted to reveal his mercy to us that he is that merciful. So, the book of John, chapter 4. I'll just read a short uh, verse here uh, from verse 4. The Bible says, He had to pass through Samaria, so he came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of the land of Jacob near the plot of land that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. Jesus tired from his journey, sat down there at the well. It was about noon. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. 
And so the story goes on, verse 13. Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I shall give will never thirst. The water I shall give will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may not be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Praise God. You see, this is the story of the love of God, the mercy of God that has been revealed in a very interesting way. That the Lord was just so exhausted from the journey and he had to pass, he had to pass, meaning it was intentional. You know, like it just didn't surprise him or happen and surprise him. He knew exactly what he was doing. This woman happens to be a Gentile who did not worship God, had no idea about worshiping the true God. But Jesus, the mercy of God, the love of God appears sitting on a well that the woman had to come and draw water from the well at a time when all her life was broken in pieces at a moment when she probably despaired to leave I don't know but I imagine that is what brokenness does at a moment when she was just there and Jesus knew the right time to show up he knew the right thing to do he knew the right words to say and he ensured that his mission was accomplished before he left the well we have not been told at any place here that actually he was given a drink because he said to the woman give me a drink so we know that the lord the creator of the universe the eternal god was not really thirsty to drink that water from the well it was a reflection of what the woman was going through in her life and the lord was speaking to a soul that he created was speaking to the soul that he created in the life of this woman and her life was transformed because one encounter with the king of kings transforms a life for a lifetime not just for this life but also for eternity you see the story of the mercy of God it says I show mercy to whomever I, f- I will He's the one who chooses who and how and when. And when I look at this story, I believe that he chose this opportunity to reveal himself to this woman that had gone through stuff. This is just one story. We know the story that we had yesterday of Zacchaeus. He chose to reveal himself to Zacchaeus, who was a sinner, according to everyone. He did not even deserve the presence of God in his home. But 
Jesus being a merciful God that he is, he chose to show mercy to him and his life was transformed. We know the story of the blind Bartimaeus. We know the story of the other, um, the man, the invalid, who was lying in a pool for 38 years. We know the story of the centurion. There are so many healings that he did. You know, there's many stories that Jesus did and healed and restored life to a man on a mat by forgiving his sin. And all this revealed the mercy of God because mercy is that which we do not deserve it. We do not deserve it, but God chooses to do it. We do not deserve it, but God chooses to do it for his own glory because he is merciful. There is no better story to explain the mercy of God than the story of Calvary. That the Son of God, Holy Son of God, who knew no sin, chose to embark on a tough journey, carrying the weight of the world, the sin of the world on his shoulder, and being brutally um, beaten. So only the mercy of God could have done that sacrifice on the road to Calvary. So today as the Lord guides us and um, speaks to us in this word, I believe he wants to remind us something that he did about 2,000 years ago that he shows mercy to whomever he wills. So, more than anything, then we should pray for God's mercy. We pray for God's mercy upon us, upon our families, upon this day, upon everything that we are going to engage ourselves in. We may plead for his mercy to go before us, his mercy to guide us, his mercy to locate us, his mercy to see us through. We pray for his mercy on the moments we have failed him. We pray for his mercy on every situation and circumstance of our life. And it is within his power and decision to choose whom to show mercy. Whom to show mercy. So we thank God for his word and know that if he went to Samaria after being so exhausted and when the disciples tried to convince him it but he knew exactly why he was there and that was the season and the 
time that he had to meet the Samaritan woman. The end result of this woman is that she became an evangelist after her life was transformed and uh, she went to evangelize about Jesus in the whole of Samaria. So the Lord had a bigger picture and a bigger plan as to why he had gone to wait on this woman at the well show mercy to her and through her transform a whole city so Jesus is in the same kind of business today and we might not realize or know the plan that he has for our lives the plan that he has for our future but I believe we have to trust him through everything we have to trust him through every challenge you have to trust him through every situation in our life and when we call on him he shows up and he does the undoable and he transforms not just our life but he transforms our life so that we can become what he created us to be he's the one who chose Pharaoh he's the one who chooses who show mercy so this day we pray that his mercy may locate us so let us pray father in the mighty name of jesus we thank you for your redeeming grace we thank you for your redeeming power we thank you for your word thank you lord for speaking to us something new thank you for teaching us something new we pray that this day, as we plead for your mercy upon us, upon our lives, upon our families, upon those who are dear and close to us, upon our, our everyday situations, that Lord, your mercy may precede every effort, every thought, and every plan that we have, so that you may be glorified in everything. For reminding us that you show mercy to whomever you will. How we pray that you may us, Lord, that you may intervene in those circumstances and situations of our life that we are facing this day. We plead for your mercy to go ahead of us. We plead for your mercy to accompany us. We plead for your mercy, Lord, to fill our hearts, to fill our mind, to be our guard, our rear guard. Let your mercy rain upon us, Lord, like showers of rain from the sky. That your mercy may locate us, Lord Jesus. Thank you for choosing to embrace the crosses, the cross of our sin. Thank you, Lord, for choosing to embark on that rough path to Calvary so that you may get to experience your redeeming grace, your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for all the pain you had to endure, for all the sufferings you had to go through. For our sake, we honor you, we praise you, and we worship you. Help us to live each day 
and this day having our mind focused on you our eyes fixed on you and trusting in your mercy lord but know that when you died and rose again you said it is finished and you have forgiven all our sin and given us the opportunity to experience your mercy in a new way every day we honor you we praise you and we worship you it is in jesus mighty name we pray thanksgiving amen in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit amen